after interviewing over 200 rich people and 120 or 30 poor people, he realized a few things. And now for something completely different. Welcome to Surrounded by Idiot Radio Podcast. Spitting out some practical philosophy you can hopefully use every day. This is the Surrounded by Idiots Radio Podcast. I'm Tony Dufresne, PhD, your host, philosophy coach, and author of the book Surrounded by Idiots. Hey, how you doing? Uh, great to have you back in. I uh, a, a couple things real quick. I, I was uh, there were a couple listeners uh, this past week had shared the fact that uh, one of them listens to the show while they give blood. And the other one was a couple, and they were actually sort of stranded, radio stranded, out in the middle of Australia, and had nothing else to listen to, so they listened to my podcast for four hours. So after apologizing profusely for having to put them through that, um, unintentionally, uh, I'm glad that they listened and the and also the giving of blood. Isn't it weird? It seems like that that people listen to the show when they are stuck <laughs> and they have nowhere to go. Hey, I don't care if you listen, you get something out of it. That's great. I hope everybody is doing great. This week's show is is a story and it's sort of a culmination of a, a few different things that happened to me at the same time as I guess most of my stories are. And it has obviously it has ties to philosophy and psychology and in in just perception and all that fun stuff. The first thing was a little while ago, I had a friend of mine and she had texted me and said, do me a favor, go to on your iPhone, that screen that has the number of hours that you were on certain things or how you allocated your time. And I went there and I was shocked uh, because it was about three hours and some odd minutes uh, that it said that uh, I was on social media or doing something that I'm like, I cannot believe I was doing that. Now, mind you, not to make excuses, but I do get a lot of material from social media. I go to Uproxx and all those things. They have great articles and it kind of give me an idea of where people are at or where their minds are at so I can sort of tailor my stories and the message to what's what they say is the zeitgeist or what's the cultural trend that's going on. All that being said, it's really no excuse. I looked at it. I'm like, oh my God. Well, no wonder. <laughs> like, no wonder it's taken me forever to finish recording the audiobook or or it takes me a long time to do things that I think, why is this taking me so long? Then that brought me back into an article that I read a, just a little while ago. And the article was titled... The 240 minutes a day that separates the rich from everyone else. And the point of the article was this. Every single day, there are 1,440 minutes. After interviewing over 200 rich people and 120 or 30 poor people, he realized a few things. About 1,200 minutes out of that 1,440, most of them were your basic stuff, right? Your work and your sleep and your eating and your bathing and your dressing and all the basic functioning stuff of life. That takes up most of your day, except for that remaining 240 minutes, which is four hours. Four hours during the day that you have that separates the rich from the poor. So here's what Tom says, is the difference between the mindset of the rich people versus the poor people. 
He said over 80% of these rich people do 60 minutes of dream setting every day. That means working on their side hustle, working on their passion, doing some research about certain things that's creating more value in their life and more value for other people in their lives. He also said that 80% of these rich people do 60 minutes of deliberate practice or education, which means practicing a skill or increasing their knowledge related to that skill in a career or continuing education or research. And what this thing did is it helped their mastery in their field. It helped the knowledge part, elevating themselves within a particular field. Then he said almost 100% of these rich people did at least 30 minutes of aerobic exercise. So every single day, at least 30 minutes of aerobic, he said aerobic exercise, I'm assuming that probably means fast walking as well, or something having to do with exercise in general. He also says that 90% of these rich people do 30 minutes of building relationships every single day. According to him, that's networking and business organizations and nonprofit and trade and even like hello calls and happy birthday calls, just connecting to the people. Lastly, Tom says that 100% of the rich people surveyed do no more than one hour every single day of leisure stuff. Something that it really doesn't contribute to your path or your journey or your side gig or your business or your networking, thumbing through your newsfeed on social media. And what he says is with these routines and habits, you become a virtuoso at your skill, your, you, your knowledge increases, you have better health, you have stronger relationships, and you have greater wealth. I love the fact that this is all set up, and I think it perfectly shows where the mindset needs to be in regards to where to put your time in taking a look at it. And I don't know if you kind of saw that as well when we just went over it. I really don't think there's enough time in regards to relationships in this. You know, I mean, an hour of dream setting and an hour of deliberate practice or education, I would think that you could sort of coordinate or correlate both of those together. The process of this is, is for the end result or the end game being rich or being wealthy. So I have a bit of a balance issue with this. I don't think it's really balanced in regards to what's important. Although, you know, that's my gig and that's why I wanted to share this with you because maybe if you go to it, if it's Tom Corley, C-O-R-L-E-Y, and I'll put a link in the show notes if you want to go take a look at it. Personally speaking, I've, I've never adopted a stringent regimen like this because I'm not the type that I'm not good at that. I, I'm more of a dimensional person person. I'm more of a kind of go with what the flow is. And I think that's to my downfall in a lot of points. And that might be something that you deal with as well, because that brings in another concept. And it's the concept of the philosophy of time and the fact that your perception of time when you're into something, everything else seems to blur out. It's like DJed weddings for years, like 20 some odd years. And I've been a wedding wedding planner. I've actually officiated a few weddings as well. And it's a very interesting dynamic at a wedding because, as you know, if you have been married before, you understand that concept of time warping on itself and it just being a blur. And you just don't have that same perception of that day as, let's say, me, who 
most of the time, those are the longest damn days because I got to get there an hour or two before to set up. I mean, beforehand, I'm trying to get my stuff done. Then I got to get dressed up and then I'm setting up and then I'm waiting and I'm waiting. And then I mean, that's for me and for people who work it or even for people who go there and if they happen to be, you know, if you happen to be eight and you're getting drugged to a wedding, you're sitting there going, oh, my God. I mean, after the cake is served, you're like, let's get out of here. But to the bride and the groom, the thing goes whoosh right by. Every single bride and groom that I've talked to, hundreds have said that that day just flew by. And the point I'm trying to make with this perception of time thing goes into this whole creating this structure or this these rituals or these habits in regards to being rich. Or let's just say for the record, for our record, being successful. So if you take both of those things... And you mesh them together in regards to your perception of time and what's valuable to you versus setting up a ritual for success. I would say take a look at all of these things that I have talked about in regards to what, what's in Corley's article because I think it has some merit. Take a look at how much time to put into your dream setting. or your. I always tell people do at least a half an hour. Because again, let's let's work with a four hours, okay? Because I think that's fair. I think the four hour thing in terms of every single day is a really good observation in regards to really what we have to make a difference or to do things. If we want to do our side gig or or expand in a certain direction that we haven't been able to yet, we want to explore. So you've got the dream setting, you've got the practice or education, then you've got the aerobic, the exercise part. That is an absolute must. If you don't like the gym, don't go to the gym. If you have a problem starting out, then start out slowly. I've been working out for years. I've been a personal trainer for a long time. I go through bouts of not going to the gym or not working out. And when I get back into it, it sucks because I look at it in the expectation that I've already done what I've done before. And I'm starting out and I'm like, oh my God, I feel like I'm a hundred. Where I can't do anything. You can't start your insanity DVDs over again and expect to jump into it and be rocking and do the 30 minutes without stopping or without doing the modified versions. So just take it easy on yourself and start out just walking and build slowly. That's the key. That's the key to everything in regards to the exercise. But you've got to do it because once you start doing it, it's going to build upon itself. 30 minutes, at least 30 minutes a day. In doing the exercise. That I think is important. And I totally agree with that. Then they talk about the building relationships part. Which he said 30 minutes. And that's the networking and the business organizations. And the nonprofit, And the hello calls. And the happy birthdays. And the life events. Eh, you know. I mean I think you can roll that into that. 100% part of the. Of the leisure. Because I think that in networking. And in the leisure part. You can sort of use that as a catch-all for relationships. You can use the leisure for relationships. You can use the networking for relationships. Lays over that layer of dream setting as well. Because if you're doing the dream setting part, which is basically your research or connecting to people to expand your bubble, you're also creating relationships. You're also networking. It's also, you know, it's also sort of a leisure thing because overall it gives you that sense of leisure. If he's talking about leisure as just being time for you to check out of everything, 
then yeah, I, I get that. And if you wanted to do that, if you if you keep an eye on your iPhone and look at if you're just looking at social media just to check out, or if you're just doing Candy Crush just to check out, I would definitely keep that under an hour. You'd be surprised how fast that goes. It goes back to the whole wedding thing. It becomes a blur because you're checked out or you're so focused on that thing that that it goes by fast. So it's just a matter of being cognizant or aware of keeping an eye on that. But overall, the call to action is I would really like for you to take a moment to write these these parts down, these parts down of the rich, of the successful, what they do every day. Again, it's the dream setting. It's the deliberate practice or education. It's the exercise. It's the building relationships. And it's the leisure, which is the part which is probably the, the, the most one-sided at this point, but it's a matter of shifting it and creating rituals and habits. Creating rituals and habits is really the key to anything. That's what gets you out of that whole natural unconscious process that you're doing that's not getting you where you want to go. So you have to establish a ritual or a practice in order to jar you out of that, in order to pattern interrupt that because it goes up into the mind, right? Rituals and practice are cognitive. There's something that you set and you have to be aware of. It's about awareness. And so I think that's a good idea to do that. Look at it in regards to how it works for you. And prioritize the things that are the most important. And I'm not going to tell you how to live your life, but I can tell you right now from a philosophy standpoint, every single arrow points to relationships and creating value as things that make your life the most fulfilling. So if you can look at that in terms of your priority and then build a little bit of a ritual or a habit to change things maybe a little bit if you're not working out every single day, then make it a half an hour every other day at the beginning. But start with these components, because I think it's important, and then build from there. Go. That's it for today. Uh, you can go to javabud.com, J-A-V-A-B-U-D for all the podcasts. Also, you can go to Alexa on the Flash Briefings. It's under the Surrounded by Idiots radio podcast. And uh, you can also buy the book, Surrounded by Idiots, on Amazon. If you have any comments or questions, you can also get a hold of me at Tony at javabud.com J-A-V-A-B-U-D if you're giving blood if you're running or if you're stuck in a traffic jam and you have nothing else to do and you have to listen to me thank you I really appreciate it I'll talk to you next week Bye. I'm too tired to pretend I don't want to be alone I'm calling all